All right, good morning everyone and welcome to my podcast called Sorting It Out. Um I have actually been up since 3:30 this morning um just getting stuff together for this first episode here that I wanted to do. Uh I've been having a hard time sleeping and today I just woke up at 3:30, tried to go back to sleep, wouldn't work out, so I decided to get up at 4 and get straight to work and just sort some things out write a list of what i want to talk about that's all i could think about while i was trying to go back to sleep so i decided hey i might as well just get up now and do this thing so i did make one recording already and it failed to upload and it was an hour long recording so i started recording before five o'clock probably like 4 45 and finished at around 6 45 and no audio came of it so that was very discouraging and very unfortunate for me but i do want to give it another try maybe that is because i went longer than i should have i dragged on i was going to edit like some blank pauses out but um like i said maybe i actually didn't say but in my last recording i said that i want to try and keep this as raw as possible limited um splitting and deleting like editing out stuff so yeah um i'm just gonna start off though by telling you guys a little bit about me who i am my personality my accomplishments um as you all know my name is olivia and I could be perceived as someone who is um, passionate, I am happy, I'm positive, I'm optimistic, these are like all positive traits as well like that I let people see. Of course, I do get sad sometimes, I do have my downs and my lows, but most of the time I'd like to think that I'm at a high. But lately I haven't due to quarantine, COVID-2020. Um, I've been at home for the past two months. I haven't been working and it's been it's I it's been stressful for me, of course, as well as to everyone else here, but I have had a lot of time to think uh some things through. So that's why I have this podcast and I'm getting off track about my personality. I am a bubbly person, usually People who see me on a daily, when they see that I'm like sad, if I'm not my usually uppity self, then they know that something's wrong just because I like to carry a positive vibe and a good energy with me. So yeah, like I'm a fun, loving, caring person. I have a huge heart. Um, and yeah, I did graduate California. State University Fullerton with my bachelor's last year in August of 2019 in psychology. I'm not sure if I just said that, but uh, my minor is child and adolescent development, like I had mentioned. So those are just like my recent accomplishments. I do work at a preschool. I work with kids. I love working with children. And someday I hope that I can continue to work with young individuals not necessarily at the preschool level age, but I'm not exactly sure where I want to go with that. But um, by sharing this part of my life with you guys and by sharing this little story, this is 
why I want to work with children, why I have such a passion to pursue the career that I want to. I just need to take those steps forward to do so. And I know that um, I've just been a little bit stagnant, scared, worried. I do need to work some things out on my own and I don't want to let anyone down. So um, I'm just going to start by talking about what is hidden under the surface. So you guys can get a little glimpse of my personality off of social media if you have me on social media. If not, based off what I told you, I am an uplifted spirit. I I am full of positivity. I just love it. And yeah, so, uh, so with that being said, uh, I do want to start talking about what is under the surface. And by that, I'm just saying... Um, There are things that I have gone through in my life that I have experienced growing up that not a lot of people know about, a handful of people know about, and this includes my mom, my brother, a couple of my best friends, and my companion. So yeah, let's just dive in. I want to tell you guys that I'm not telling you my experience for anyone to feel bad for me or feel sorry for me. Or to feel like, I wish I could have been there if you were family. I wish I would have known. I wish I could have done something. No, because there was nothing you could do at the time if you didn't know. And obviously, we kept it hidden for a reason. Um, But I just feel like now is the time to just get my story out there. That this is a time for me to process and work through those emotions that I felt as a child. I am going to be 23 in a couple of months and I still have a problem with what I went through as a child. And if you're my family and you're listening to this or if you're a close friend to me and you're listening to this and you're thinking, what problems could you have possibly had as a child? Some of you who don't know, who I haven't opened up to about some parts of my life, you you would just assume that based off of what you see that what I present to you guys and like how I present myself to you basically yeah um you guys would assume that I had my life handed to me like I had everything that I was given everything as a child that I was in a very sheltered house in a very sheltered home and that's not necessarily true of course I had a roof over my head, my belly was full, mine and my brother's bellies were full, we had a place to sleep, we shared a room, you know, like, so things weren't bad in that sense, but um, this is where I should just start. So I just want to start off by giving you guys a couple of definitions to some things that I will be discussing about my personal experience Um, Maybe you guys will get an understanding of what this episode will be about by hearing those definitions. So the first definition I'm going to start off with is child maltreatment. And this is these definitions that I'm reading off right now is coming from a book that I had gotten from one of my psychology classes like three years ago. And it's called The Invitation to the Lifespan. Uh, second edition by Kathleen Stassenberger and I want to try to quote everything that is an outside source as best as possible through this audio so I want to start by saying that or giving you guys the definition that child maltreatment 
is defined as the intentional harm to or avoidable endangerment to anyone under 18 years of age. Child abuse is defined as deliberate action that is harmful to a child's physical, emotional, or sexual well-being. And last one, child neglect, the failure to meet a child's basic physical, educational, or emotional needs. So with those being said, those are just some definitions, you know, and I do want to say that child abuse can be defined as uh, physical abuse is physical injury inflicted upon the child with cruel and or malicious intent. Physical abuse can be the result of punching, beating, kicking, biting, burning, shaking, and otherwise harming a child physically. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily need to come from a parent. It can come from like any other outside source, an aunt, an uncle, like extended family, you know, and that definition of what child abuse is came from uh, medicinenet.com. So with that being said, this is my story on my childhood that I experienced. I am sorry to share personal information about my mom if she doesn't want it to be known or about my brother if he doesn't want it to be known, but it's just, they are a part of my life and a part of this story. So to start off with, um, my mom had a boyfriend when I was around the age of four. She had left my father because he was abusive to her and she left that and she got with a man and this man will not be named and he seemed like a pretty nice guy from what i can remember early on until a few incidents had happened that i can remember when we lived in lamore california and one of them was they're both potty accidents actually one day i remember i had an accident in my bed and I got spanked for it. We will call it spanked for now. I got spanked with excessive force, from what I can remember. Uh, it was flat, uh, flat hand. I know that that's a guideline, like for um, like what is, what can you use for punishment as a child in regards to spanking like that, like discipline. Um, if you spank, it has to be an open hand and it can't, shouldn't be excessive force, you know, like, so I had gotten spanked pretty hard from what I can remember. And I was felt left feeling sore after. And that was one incident. Another incident was one morning I really had to use the restroom and my mom was in the restroom and I was like, mom, please hurry up. I really have to go pee. I can't hold it. And she was like, Olivia, hold it. Hold on. I'm almost done. And I was standing in the hallway in front of the bathroom door and I couldn't hold it anymore. Being such a young child, you know, like you can only hold your bladder for so long as a kid. And I peed right there on the floor in my pajamas I was wearing a nightgown and I peed and it went straight through the floor because all I had was my underwear on so my mom was still in the bathroom but while she was in the bathroom and the door was closed he had came along and he'd seen what I did and he spanked me immediately heavy-handed I was crying 
in tears. My mom hurried up, finished the bathroom then, and then she came out. Like, what happened? Like, she had an accident, and then she got upset with him. Why are you hitting her? It was an accident. It was my fault. I was on the toilet. I, like, she shouldn't be getting in trouble for this, which is true, you know? Like, accidents happen. You shouldn't scold your child for having a potty accident that was out of their control. If someone's in the bathroom, there's a one, there's one bathroom in the house, you know? Like, what do you expect? stuff happens you know so those are the starting memories and then in elementary school that's where things got um that's where things increased in severity and i'm just going to start off by saying what i remember two events that i really strongly remember from kind of where it started and where when it ended and then i'm gonna go about talking about the stuff that happened in between like fillers okay so where i remember for me where a lot of stuff had like started beginning to happen with this um abuse was one day in elementary school my mom I was probably I was in the third grade not probably because I remember I was in the third grade and my mom was going to my grandma's house and I wanted to go to my grandma's house so bad I was just like okay mom like let me go with you please like I was just like please can I go and she's like I'm only gonna go here for this and I won't be there long and I was like that's fine please let me go and she's like okay like I just need to use the restroom really quick and then we can go so while she was using the restroom this man was like olivia you need to pick up your stuff first before you go with her and i was like but i'm not done with it like it could have been i can't remember if it was my school stuff i think it was my school stuff or it might have been toys whatever it was i wasn't done with it at the time and i know like if we're just gonna be there for a short amount of time i'm gonna come back and then i'm gonna like continue using it or whatever so he was like, you need to put this away now. And then I was like, okay. So instead of going upstairs and putting it away in our room like I should have, I thought it would be quicker if I just shove everything underneath um, the coffee table and shove everything as far back as possible. And so that's what I did. I was thinking like a kid and I did that and I was wanted to get out of there. I was being lazy. I was excited to go to my grandma's house and I did that and before my mom was able to get out of the bathroom she was probably going poop she takes really long poops not that you guys need to know that but while she was still in the bathroom this man had noticed that I had shoved pillows underneath the coffee table and he was like what is this and then he probably peeked in it because he already knew when he had called me over he already knew what was inside like what what was down there and he was like i thought i he's like olivia come here and so i came and he was like i thought i told you to put your stuff away is that your stuff underneath the table and i was like yes it is i was already scared at this point i was like i know i'm gonna get in trouble i shouldn't have done that i instantly regretted it i was shaking and he was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hit you or whatever like you're not in trouble for this i'm not gonna hit you and i was like okay like calm down a little bit and then he was like i want you to just pick it up pick it up and put it upstairs and put it away like you're supposed to i was like okay so i bent over to pick 
the stuff up out from under the table. So I had to bend over. I had to get on my knees to get the stuff out from under the coffee table. And while I was doing that, he had kicked me so hard in my tailbone area. He had kicked me in my back, my lower back, near my butt, tailbone. There it is. And I was just started crying. I just started like yelling and crying not yelling but like screaming and crying and my mom then again she hurried up and rushed out of the bathroom and like what's happening and she I told her he kicked me it really hurts it hurts to walk um can we just go to grandma's house and my mom was like no you can't go to your grandma's house like this Olivia I'm sorry you can't like she can't see you like this and I was like please I didn't want to be left alone with him at this point like but my mom told me to stay home so I had to listen to her and she took my brother because my brother wanted to go and he also never wanted to be home with this man either because we were scared of him we were terrified of him and this is why um so he had kicked me in my tailbone and I had to stay home with him. I actually think I just laid on the couch then. And then by the time my mom came back home, it hurt for me to walk and I couldn't really walk. And I missed the next couple of days of school because of it. My tailbone was so bruised and I she stayed at home with me those days. And um, my mom had stayed home with me those days. But like now that I think about it like that instance was the first traumatic one that I can remember that happened to myself and that was when something could have been done on my mom's part and she didn't but she was also the victim of abuse by this man so I know that she was feeling scared she was also feeling like she was in love with him that she had to stay with him you know like these are common things that people of abuse they go through like these are the thoughts and like that's how they feel and they feel like they're what they're doing isn't wrong they're doing it because they love the kids they love them you know like their mindset isn't right so that was the first indication or the first traumatic experience sorry and then the last traumatic experience and where this all really ended was um when I was in fifth grade two whole years later um I had came home from school one day and before I get into that story I just want to start off by saying this man what was and still is a firefighter and he wasn't always home so the days he was not the days when he wasn't home my brother and I were more relaxed my mom was more relaxed we were a family the days that this man was home it was tense everyone was on their toes everything had to be perfect in the house everything had to be clean and spotless in the house so this day where this last incident had happened and it was the last incident that happened with him was why I had come home one day and before I came home from school my mom had told me Olivia if he comes home today 
because he might not come home. But if he does come home, you can tell him that there are a couple of pots and pans in the sink from last night's dinner and you were letting them soak. We needed them to soak because it wasn't coming off last night. And I was like, okay, cool. Because we used to get in trouble if, like I said, if the house wasn't spotless, if the dishes weren't done when after we were done eating every single meal after, you know, like we had to wipe down the lid on the trash can, you know, so <clears throat> there are a couple dishes in the sink, couple pots. And I had come home and I saw his car outside before I walked in the door. And I was like, okay, he's here. I have a reason not to get in trouble. My mom said this, like, this is going to protect me. And unfortunately, it didn't. Um, Instead of being able to sneak in the door and go upstairs and hide in my room, like my brother and I usually did, we... I he was downstairs in the kitchen actually. So as soon as I came through the door, he heard me. He called like Olivia, is that you? Usually I was the first one home. My brother was in middle school at this point and he did everything in his power to avoid being at home with him. So he would stay in after school programs. He was in the drama club. He like said he was doing homework at the school, you know, like after school tutoring stuff and whatever. So he was just avoiding being home. But I, on the other hand, had to go home. I was younger than him. I lived right behind the school. Um, there was no other option for me but to go home so he called me in the kitchen and he said what is this why are these dishes in the sink and i was like okay here's my answer mom said i can leave those dishes in the sink and watch them when i get home because they're soaking and he was like these dishes aren't soaking he went on a like a rant about how i was lying and that I could have washed them last night and or someone could have washed them last night but I could have washed them last night because I was the one who was getting yelled at and he had smacked me in my face and he had smacked me in my face so hard that I did get a black eye from it um and that was when after he went upstairs i called my mom i told her what happened he hit me my face really hurts like she came home and she had seen what he had done and he like it wasn't showing after he left you know like it wasn't like immediate but by the time she came home i did have a black eye and she they got into an argument they got into a big fight and like they he threw a cleaning bottle at her left a bruise on her arm she was able to call the cops on him and that's when everything changed so the cops came and they had talked to us about what happened how did this start and the cops saw that what he did to me the cops saw that I had a bruise on my face, my mom had a bruise on her arm, and they let him go with a warning because he was a firefighter, because they didn't want him to jeopardize his future based off of this one incident. They let this man go, and 
as long as he didn't come back to the house, he had to move out. They had to separate and not be together because if he they got another phone call about him, like he would be done with his career for domestic violence. And yeah, they let him off with a warning and this man just goes on about with his life without I don't know if he knows that what he did and the trauma he put my family through, but for me, knowing that this man didn't get what he deserved for constant abuse for six years, that is hard. That is something hard to cope with and that is something hard to deal with. And I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to get this man in trouble. That happened in the past. Um which doesn't make it okay, but I'm not trying to seek justice by having him, you know, I don't know what could even be done at this point, but I don't I don't want to hurt this man, his career, and whatever, whatever, like, you know, but it's just, it is hard for me to cope with that nothing had happened to him, we thought, I thought, I can't speak for my mom and my brother, but I thought, like, he's gonna get taken away, yes, like, this is it, never gonna have to deal with him again, and that wasn't the case, he got a warning, and we did, my mom did continue to see him, even though they didn't live together, but then eventually that did end, thankfully, but that's what it came down to, like, I had a black eye, like, at 10 years old from a man, from a grown man using full force to smack me because there were two pots in the sink from the night before. So, yeah, those are those are pretty big for me. Um, there is, of course, the stuff in between. Um, like I said, my brother and I would sneak in the house and come home and hide in the closet until our mom came home because we were so scared of this man. We were both so terrified of what he would do if he would flip on anything, if anything was out of place or out of order. He was very anal about keeping things clean and he felt like he needed to discipline us that way in order for us to listen. I don't know, to instill fear, but his discipline was actually abuse, child abuse. And there was an instance where all of this could have gotten stopped, and it was when I was in the third grade again, and I believe this was after the tailbone incident, but Child child Protective Services was called because my brother had did something at our after-school program when we did go to an after-school program, and he had did something bad and he was going to get a note sent home saying what he did and he was going to get in trouble for it and he panicked freaked out said no you can't tell my parents i'm going to go home and i'm going to get beat please don't and they called child protective services about that child protective services had called my mom and my mom had told us not to say anything she told us to keep our mouth shut she said that we can't say these things because then we're going to get in even more trouble. She's going to get in trouble. You know, like, 
that's what abuse is and like victims of abuse like you can't say anything because we're just gonna get hurt even more it's not gonna stop him like you know so my brother and I we lied to them they asked us questions about home what happens when we get in trouble all these things I went through the process of talking to someone from child protective services and we lied we lied so hard because we were so scared that we were gonna get beat if we told the truth we were so scared that something really bad was gonna happen to us if we told the truth and there are some memories like that my brother and I will talk about and he believes that I got thrown down our stairs in the apartment but I could have thought like I thought that it was him I was younger he is two years older than me so I thought it was him but he was like no Olivia like that was you and I just blocked that out I if it was me I blocked it out and if it was him he blocked it out flipped it on the other person someone did get thrown down the stairs I do remember that I don't remember if it was him or myself though that's the problem we would get in trouble for things like losing one time I I had rode my bike to school and my brother and I rode our bikes to school and I fell in a shrub in a very big shrub it was huge and my key was on a key ring around my wrist or a little bracelet around my wrist and when I fell into the shrub the key got stuck in there somewhere and it got lost my brother and I were late to school that morning because we were searching all through the person's shrub in their front yard looking for the key because we were gonna get in trouble I knew that I was gonna get in trouble for this but instead of me getting in trouble, my brother got um, in trouble for it. He was the one who was made responsible, even though it wasn't his fault. It was an accident. I fell in a tree and I had the key on my wrist. Like, it was an accident. So that day, he had to pick us up and my brother sat in the front. He wanted to sit in the back with me, but he made him sit in the front and I sat in the back and he asked him what happened how did you lose the key you're supposed to be responsible for this and after even though we told him what had happened that's you should have been responsible you are the responsible you are the older one you shouldn't have let her have the key around her wrist so my brother got hit multiple times in the head with extreme force. This man's hand was going, hitting the ceiling. Like the ceiling was like thudding. Ceiling of the car back down to my brother's head. Like at least like three or four or five times. It was a lot of times. He just kept doing it on his while he was driving on our way to get a new key. And that that's why my brother never wanted to be home after fifth grade and like he he had a chance to run away so he did and it is something that he beats himself up for because he I somehow was the one to get more severely abused than my brother I was the one who was left with bruises, who had to miss school, you know, more more traumatic abuse, while my brother just got beat with hangers, belts, like, 
whatever was grabbable one time he did get hung off of our balcony i don't even remember what he did but i just remember he was the man was like if you do this again i'm gonna drop you from here and he held my brother over the balcony and that that's traumatizing as well you know and some other stuff in between would be watching my mom get abused and i remember waking up one night because i had to go to the bathroom was probably like midnight or something one o'clock in the morning or i don't really know but we were supposed to be asleep i had to go to the bathroom and i walked out of our room and their bedroom door was open and i saw him on top of her trying to hurt her she was trying to protect herself he was choking trying to choke her and she was fighting for her life and i and i remember calling out like mommy what like are you okay what's happening she's like go back to your room we'll leave you like it's okay he got off her they closed the door and they continued to argue like and i remember when they did get into fights he would take he would unplug the phone lines take the phones so she couldn't call for help so she couldn't call the cops because she did threaten to do it she just didn't do it until that very last time when i was in fifth grade um so those are just the foundations of some some things that i'm able to talk about and that I want to talk about, and I'm glad that I'm getting a chance to redo this, to condense what I am saying, because I did go on and on and on, and I just went through different um, tangents, and I was more emotional in my last podcast that somehow didn't manage to save, which is a little bit upsetting, because I did want to show you guys my raw feelings and uh, emotions coming out, um so you guys could understand that this is something that i'm still trying to process today this is something that i'm still trying to work with and cope with and go through today and it's not going to end with this first podcast it's going to go on for a couple of more maybe but i just want you guys to know my story and how trapped and isolated my brother and I felt and how we felt like we had nowhere to go how we felt like we couldn't tell anyone else in our family we couldn't tell our grandparents we couldn't tell our aunties and uncles who were very close by to us we couldn't tell teachers like friends anyone what was happening to us we had nowhere to go we were we were so scared And I do remember, and this is something that I want to share with you guys, and it's hard to think about, but um, I remember that during all of this, when I was in fourth grade, I, I wanted to suffocate myself at such a young age. I tried to. And my brother was already thinking suicidal thoughts. And to this day, my brother is suicidal he struggles with that and he struggles with depression and i have anxiety and i was diagnosed with ptsd at the age of 20 and like it's so hard to think about how at such a young age i didn't want to live because of what i was going through because what we were going through it of course we didn't know about like like we we understood like 
death but like just to think that that's how I was and that's like where I was at only nine years old like that's crazy like that's what this stuff does to children and to that this is how it affects them as adults and like my brother and I are in two separate we went through two separate like lives like we are complete opposites growing up like in high school like in middle school and in high school like I was the perfect child I was the one who was always doing like good in school he was the one out there causing havoc making trouble child delinquency guilt like um getting arrested like I was the one who stayed home helped take care of the family like helped take care of the house like I use this as my motivation to get to where I am today and he he took that his traumatic experience and he found other ways to cope with it drugs like hanging out with the wrong kind of people like just doing very very toxic things to himself like you know and so like it just shows though how like you can if you cope with it right if you use your experience and you just I don't want to say this in any way to like try and harm or not harm but offend anyone but like this is me this is my experience I use that as motivation and some people have a more difficult time coping with it but now how many years later I'm 23 years old almost and I'm trying to cope with it now you know because it affects me today and I'm seeing consequences of this abuse in my life today right now in my present and I do have a a synopsis or a summary of an article that I did find this morning and it's called long-term consequences of childhood abuse and neglect and I will be going over that in the next episode but it does back up and it does pertain to what I had just shared with you guys and maybe I will dive deeper into how like these points that I've written down from the article are prevalent in my life and like this is true for me you know so with that being said I just want you guys to know that that is my true background that is my true upbringing as a child and yes we had a home like I said we had a home we had a bed to live in food in our bellies but that doesn't make this okay that what happened some kids did have it worse than my brother and I did but that doesn't mean that the trauma that we experienced is okay and that's what I've that's how I've been able to cope with it I guess as well by saying I didn't have it that bad other kids had it worse some kids are homeless some kids you know like live with parents who are drug addicts and this and that and the other but in reality like that's not true like what my brother and I went through and what my mom had went through it is still traumatic and it's still detrimental 
to our health. And yes, it does have long-term effects. And yes, I do notice the long-term effects that it has now. And it's just a bummer because I wish I could have realized this earlier. So I could have worked on it better. And I did find out about a surface level of this stuff when I dug deeper when I was talking to a therapist at the age of 20 because I was going through some things then and I didn't bother to further into it because I was scared but now I think it's a perfect time to gather all of my thoughts and to continue this journey to learning about myself and sorting some things out about who I am like who I really am you know like this is a part of me this is a part of my life and it's not something that should have been kept from the world but it is and it's not something you that you can just talk about lightly and and lately I have been finding myself just talking about it rant like in a conversation if someone's talking about something and I was like oh yeah when like when I was a child when I was being abused by like this man yeah blah 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 and I'll talk about it so nonchalantly like it's like it's normal like they know about it but no one knows about it really so or if they do they don't know to what extent and some people think oh like oh she just got spanked that's what you know discipline they needed like but no that wasn't the case in my family that wasn't the case in my household we were not just getting spanked so it's so much more than that and that's just the little bit that I would like to cover right now I did want to try to keep this between 30 and 45 minutes so in the next episode I'll be reading over um my summary like I said and I will be digging deeper into what I have spoken about here about more about my emotions and feelings and how this man not getting punished for it makes me feel like I my my justice wasn't served and about how I felt like my mother had failed me as a mom by not putting a stop to this you know like dig deeper just dive in because when I was talking about this yesterday with my sister-in-law who knows everything that we've gone through because my brother has vented to her about it many times on so many occasions like there are things that I started to talk about that I didn't even realize that I felt so I do want to bring those things up and I am so sorry mom if you do hear this um because I don't mean to hurt any feelings so uh yeah I just it's just something that I gotta sort out and if it means that I'm doing that by sharing it with people, by sharing it with strangers, by sharing it with loved ones, families, and friends, then that's what I gotta do. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to my first episode. Um, feel free to leave me a voice message because you can do that on this app, Anchor. If you're listening to this on Spotify, um, I don't have a Spotify account, but I guess I do need to sign up for one, or I think I have an old one, I'm not really sure, I gotta figure that out still, I'm still new to this, um, so be patient with me, and 
if you have any questions comments concerns if you want to reach out to me about your experience if you want to know more about my experience if you want me to talk about something or go deeper into something in my next episode i'm i am an open book and i am willing to share that because i know it will help me and i know it will help others who are listening so you can email me i will put my email out there right now it is olivia.oliver56 at yahoo.com yes i have a yahoo account yes it is my main account so feel free to email me if if you have anything to tell me whatever and if you do have my number or have me on social media feel free to reach out to me on one of those platforms as well thank you guys for listening and tuning in let's sort some things out (laughs) all right i gotta be corny with it people are telling me be corny with it let's sort it out (laughs) but that's what this is really about sorting it out so Stay tuned. I hope you guys have a great day.